0: Berkshire Football Stories Podcast is sponsored by the Curious Academy, a skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills bootcamp, and data analytics training in Reading. The Curious Academy is all about you and creating positive outcomes, whether that is finding a career, starting a business or just walking away feeling much more confident about life. Their programmes are designed for people who have lost their way a bit and are looking to change their futures, maybe rebuild their confidence or be pushed slightly out of their comfort zone in a safe and friendly environment. Group sizes are small to ensure everyone has an opportunity to get involved. The Curious Academy delivers inspirational and fun programs designed to help people wanting to improve their skills, whatever their background. You can find out more at www.thecuriousacademy.co.uk Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Hi everybody, uh, this is the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast Special Edition, Ascot United Extra, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you don't want to hear us talk for about 30 minutes about Ascot United, please look away now. Um, I am Tom Canning, I am joined on the podcast today by Rob Davis. We've swapped roles because Rob was there.
1: I was indeed, thank you very much Tom.
0: Um, we've got Abby Tyshurst. hello Abby. Hello, She hello. was there too.
2: <laughs> I was indeed. <laughs>
0: Um, and we have got the um, esteemed Bob Bacon, uh, who is joining us as well. Um, Bob was not there, but he has done it all before. So, hello, Bob. Good morning. Um, I can also just very quickly welcome Neil Richards, um, Director of Football. <laughs> I assume that's still your title, Neil, at Ascot United Football Club. So, um, perhaps we'll kick off with Neil as he's
3: just been able to join us. Good morning, everyone.
0: Morning, Neil. Morning. How are you feeling?
3: Uh I'm tired. <laughs> um, tired, a little bit overwhelmed, um, but also very excited about uh, next steps on this uh, this amazing journey. So yeah, all good, Tom. Thank you.
0: Thanks very much for joining us, Neil. We'll, um, we won't keep you too long. Um, we've got a lot to discuss um, and not very much time to do it. Um, but Neil, I, I suspect um, you going into work today, I presume you're at work.
3: I'm actually in Abby's office, which is a little World. bit strange, isn't it? Um, <laughs> But I, yeah, I chose to work from the club today, so I am I am doing my day job. But I've managed to just get a little bit of time to come and talk to you guys. Very
0: very wise wise decision, I think. And um, what I was th- what I was thinking was Neil. A lot of people at your work probably know that you might be involved in this sort of odd non league grassroots football club, and you yeah. do pieces, and sometimes your face is on on a website somewhere. Um, and now, I suddenly they they really know what it is you do. I presume.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And actually, we've got a, a number of colleagues at work actually live local and they've got kids at the football club, actually. And one of my colleagues was at the game on Saturday. So um, they're starting to understand a little bit more about what I do outside of work now, which is great.
0: <laughs> and and how do you feel?
3: Um, excited. Well, I was talking to Jamie this morning and um, we, we try to get not too carried away because we've got a game tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, the league game, and you know we we've still got unfinished business, and you know we can relax a little bit now. We've got to Wembley, and that I, I think what we didn't want to do was sort of fall down in the semi-finals. We really just wanted to get that get over the line, and I'm sure Bob knows how that feels as well. Um, but now we have to switch back on, get the boys focused on Tuesday night and the league campaign, and we're still in the League Cup as well, which is just incredible, really. Mm-hmm
0: you you're on for potentially a league and cup double it's probably the ultimate non league and cup double um but the the vars will will mean something long after um the, any any sort of potential title win um, do, do you do you agree would you agree with that
3: yeah i mean i think it's a once in a lifetime opportunity isn't it for the players um for the club i mean to be able to um get all of our staff and all of our members and take them on a day out, I think is really the, the most important thing for me. And, you know, promotion has always been a long-term aim, but I think the memories and the, I guess, the legacy of getting to a Vars final will, will last last for a long time.
0: I know you said once in a lifetime, but you do have Ollie Harris. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been our lucky charm all the way through. And, you know, we've kept him involved. You know, Bob will tell you what a great lad he is, what a great footballer and... You know he's been unfortunate to have injuries this season, but you know what Jamie's very good at is keeping the players who were either injured or suspended, keep them in in the loop, keep them engaged. So it's you know it's every everyone's still on the journey and enjoying it.
1: Um, Harry we Grant did have, as well. sorry, Rob Harry Harry Grant as well. He was at Thatcher, wasn't he?
3: Yes, yeah, so it's his second final, so he's yeah. he's he's gotten finished business too. <laughs>
0: Um, we did have one question, Neil, just before I throw it open to the to the rest of the team. Um, the Devon Mackham says, uh, who's Neil's favourite Sunderland player? He's got a winky yeah. face at the end of that.
3: Love uh, the so- Devon Mackham. What a nice guy. We met him. We've met him. He's been following us all the, all the way through the Vars now. And, um, you know, us Sunderland fans get everywhere, Tom. So, um, <laughs> really nice guy. Um, I, I did think about it. And, you know, I, I we, we had a lot of success with Kevin Phillips and Niall Quinn. But actually... <laughs> When I started following um, Sunderland when I was younger, my hero was Marco Gabudini, who you might remember (laughs) was a pretty useful striker himself. So that's my uh, boyhood Sunderland hero.
0: He he did also ask the slightly more serious: um, How much does it mean to the club, and are there any development plans? Or ground for, for the ground and facilities that come off the back of getting the fund. I suspect it's probably a little early to tell.
3: It is. I mean, we've we've always got long term plans. We're always trying to grow and move forward. Um, we we've got some plans in progress to try and expand the site and and just offer more football to more people. Uh, but that's that's going to be a that, that's going to be a work in progress for a while.
0: I, I suppose the big question is when you start moving on to the race course itself. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep talking to them. Maybe they'll they'll get rid of the straight mile, and we, we can get another 11 eleven eleven aside on there. You never know.
0: <laughs> That'd be quite a surface. Um, anybody have any
1: questions for Neil? Rob. Um, well, Bob, I hope you don't mind, but uh, I remember when we were talking. Well, I was talking to you following um, Binfield's. Uh, Final appearance or uh, the semi-final appearance, more appropriately, you were telling me how uh, bad uh, how you weren't really able to watch the game in the penalty shootout. I was wondering, Neil, how how you were on Saturday. Were you able to uh, you know concentrate on the game? Did you have your back to? Did you have to hide in the changing rooms uh, at any point? Uh, how were you? feeling? I, I was
3: Rob. I was struggling. I'll tell you. And <laughs> and West Didsbury was. I don't know. I think that the quarterfinal. I had to go to the toilet for the quarterfinal at West. And there was such a massive queue. By the time I got out, I think we were one penalty away from um, from winning. But, uh, you know, it was just – it was really tough. And I know my wife was – she couldn't watch. Uh, I saw Rob Saunders, our chairman. They were in the beer tent. They couldn't watch. You know, I, I think I saw three penalties out of the nine maybe. So, um it, and, and it's because I just wanted, i wanted, you know, it's for, it was for everybody to get through. And, you know, I think, um, yes, it's a nice nice feeling for me, but I just so much wanted those boys to get to Wembley for what they've done and for Jamie and the management team. So, very tough watch. <laughs> but what a great penalty, by the way, Sean McCormack. Yeah, absolutely. What a hero. What a hero. Um,
1: did you have uh, a lot of faith in him when he was stepping up? I know that... Penalties is a bit of a lottery, but uh, Sean McCormack, when he came up at, at seventh, I thought, Oh, that's a, that's a decent person to be coming up as oh, seventh he, penalty
3: taker. He's a cool character. I mean, he's he's been amazing for us last couple of seasons. You know, a fan's favorite, technically very good, um, very calm, um, unassuming lad. So, I, I had every confidence. Um the pitch, you know, you were worried about the penalty spot and the slipping mm-hmm. and, you know, he took his time and he stepped up and what a great penalty, Um, you know, who so much respect for someone who can step up and take those pens. Amazing.
1: I've got one more, but I'll throw it open to Abby or Bob to see if they want to ask uh, anything else before we,
3: um, before I t- hog the whole interview.
4: Are you <laughs> no, sleeping I... at night yet, Neil?
3: You know what? Someone asked me, um, Someone asked me uh, last week, and I didn't sleep at all last week. Um, the lead up to the game was 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 tense, and I wasn't really sleeping very well. And then when we got up Saturday morning, and it to be honest, it looked like the game was going to be off Saturday morning. And I just thought, I can't go another week of <laughs> waiting to go to get to this fixture and mm-hmm. uh, and more sleepless nights. So um, I hope I sleep better now. But you know, we're already buzzing around the plans for the final and it, it never stops as you know so I'm hoping maybe I can get some sleep this week that would be nice.
4: Are you looking forward to the 12-hour days in preparation? For, <laughs>
3: the to it? Well you know we, and we've spoken Bob haven't we I know you're going to come and give us some advice which is you know we really appreciate that maybe you well, maybe we'll get you to come and help us you never know <laughs> <laughs> but I saw our old chairman um, Mike Harrison who you know has and Mike's done a lot for this club. And, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants here when you talk about Mike. And he was in the cafe this morning. He's already started going into all the shops in the high street to get their support. So, um, a lot of work to do. But, um, yeah, we were looking forward to the challenge.
0: Anything else from anybody before we let Neil go? Go on, around, Rob.
1: One, one last question. I think, obviously, you made no. Um... You've not been hiding the fact that promotion was a big aim for you this season. How much can you plan for an FA Vase run? Because it's such a massive competition. There are so many good sides in it. You could potentially be knocked out in uh, September by a very decent team. At the beginning yeah. of the season, did you actually think, you know, we're going to really make a, a good attempt to um, try to yeah, get to the final and win the FA Vase?
3: It's a really good question, isn't it? Because I think generally you see a bit of a correlation. If a team's doing well in the league, then they'll tend you know, it means they've got a good squad, you know, let's be honest. And therefore they'll probably do well, hopefully in the Cups. Promotion, I, I remember sitting in, in pre-season and chatting to Jamie with the chairman and we talked about what the priority was. And Jamie's, Jamie's response will always be, I want to win everything, you know, and that's what that's how managers think. And I'm sure Dodsey was the same yeah. <laughs> uh, at Binfield. But you know, promotion was the number one aim. However, I know a few of those boys uh, in the squad were like, "Look, we, we could we could go well in the Vars. You know, we could do well. Let's get some momentum." And and that's how it's proven. You know, I was more disappointed we didn't go further in the FA Cup, if I'm being honest, because mm. um, that was a bit of a that that was a, a bit of a letdown. We 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 went out early, but you know, we've made up for it since then. So I, I can't have any complaints. <laughs> very good
1: well congratulations it was a cracking day on saturday
3: thank you And i just want to say to you guys as well you know we've got a great relationship with you and um the coverage you the coverage on saturday and and leading up to it and i'm sure going forward it has been and will be amazing so really appreciate all the, the hard work and effort you guys put into this as well thank you very much
0: it's uh, you. our pleasure neil um enjoy the rest of your work day thanks for coming on
3: thank you very much guys see you later thank bye you,
0: I might just have to re- remove. It. <laughs> I like that Neil's put his uh, put the um, put the lid down on his computer to finish. For anybody not watching this, uh, that was that was quite a moment. Uh, that was Neil Richards, director of football at Asket United, just talking us through uh, Saturday. So, talking of Saturday, um, Rob, the game itself. I was listening to your commentary yourself and Keith Higgins on Live Sport FM. Um, it was wonderful. It was really good. I don't know what I expected, but I, I just. It was great and you sounded—you both sounded like you were really enjoying the game. It sounded like a really great game, was it?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it was a great game. I think when um, uh, talking to uh, a few people from both Corsham and Ascot afterwards, they perhaps were um, saying it wasn't the best perhaps uh, footballing game because the pitch was, the conditions were quite hard to play with. Uh, I think uh, uh, talking to a few of the Ascot players, they often, they didn't get the opportunities to get the ball down and, and play it around like they normally would, perhaps, at the racecourse ground on their artificial pitch. But that didn't stop it being a great game. You know, Caution were really attacking, really took the game to Ascot in the uh, first half. Well, the first half of the first half and uh, the first half of the second half. Um, they were uh, really sort of high action and um, really put the Ascot defence under a lot of pressure. There was um, there was a lot of chances in the game for both sides. They, um, uh Ascot could have had a couple more. In fact, Sam Jepsen in the caution goal pulled off two or three fantastic saves during the game. And uh, you know, uh, Ascot also had uh, a few more chances as well that they perhaps could have uh, could have done better with. But but yes, the game itself was really enjoyable, really fun to watch. For a new, or neutral or someone who's pretending to be neutral for the benefits of a commentary, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and, and what about the penalties? I know you, I know yourself and Keith were struggling with the caution numbers at times, yeah.
1: um, <laughs> and then the mud. Yeah, it was a big caution. But I think had a, a, I don't know if it was especially for that game or whether it's for their favorite yeah. run. It was for the game, was it? Yeah, but they changed. They changed from their sort of red kit with white numbers, which you know. It's quite clear to uh, see who's who to a uh, a white kit with gold numbers. So you could barely make them out anyway. And then when uh, by the end of the game, when everyone's covered in mud, it's (laughs) sort of hard to see exactly who was who going for the penalty. So we did, apologies to Caution, we did get a few of the uh, penalty takers wrong uh, for their side. But uh, yeah, that bit was very tricky. And um, as Neil alluded to, the the penalty spot um, was was a bit of a mud bath by the time the uh, um, penalties were being taken. And so for both sides, it was pretty um, impressive how good the penalties were considering the conditions. I think maybe Rob Gerard slipped a bit with his penalty. He did look a little bit upset after, uh, after his uh, came back off or clipped the top of the bar and went over um, the penultimate penalty for Ascot. So I think he may perhaps slipped a little bit, but in general, I think, Penalties were uh, pretty good qualities from both sides. Some really good saves and some, you know, Ascot holding their nerve at the end to uh, <laughs> to eventually um, to eventually get through. Yeah, fantastic it's, it, ending.
0: It's quite something that the last six games in the have <laughs> all ended in penalty shootouts. That's quite yeah. uh, quite impressive. We haven't mentioned that um, Ascot will play Newport Pagnell Town. He'll beat <laughs> Congleton Town also on penalties. <laughs> um, Right. I'm just going to bring in Bob, because I know Bob's got a little time limit on this. So Abby will do these celebrations um, after Bob, if that's all right. And um, Bob, obviously, it, it sounds like you're going to be popping into Ascot to, to offer a bit of advice and a bit of knowledge. Yeah. Um can you just talk us through what basically happens now at Ascot United? And I think I think you guys had a slightly shorter time frame. It, it certainly felt like that at the time. But Ascot, mm-hmm. I've got just over a month or just under a, No, twenty first of May, isn't it? So yeah,
1: seven weeks, coming. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. luxury.
0: Yes. <laughs> it, what was the turnaround? Was it two or three weeks you had? I think
1: it was two, two weeks.
4: weeks. Yeah. yeah. Fourteen days, longest fourteen days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> So no, I, I I I reached out to to Neil and and, and offered a bit a bit of an insight. Really, I'm not sure I can give them too much advice, but a bit of an insight on what they're going to going face. They'll they'll be receiving a document from the FA, if not that they may already have it, which is basically a, a risk assessment uh, document, which you have to comply to, and it's it's one of those documents that you read through the first time and think this is easy, this is easy. Then you look a little bit deeper two days later and you suddenly realize no that's not easy and that we have to comply with this and we must do it this way and it's 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 a bit it's a bit austere as a document but if you get it done you the the, the FA give you brownie points we we were told we submitted our, our risk assessment well well in well in advance and we were told by the FA at Wembley uh, on the day that uh, we were better than than uh, three uh, premiership teams <laughs> uh, in in submitting it, so it's a document that goes out to all. So you know, you you you, you do that, and you won't go far wrong because it, it is it is it is good information, and it makes you think hard about how you set up to prepare to get there and all that. And it's 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 well worth doing. And then, of course, you know, there's the, the, the tickets now. Obviously, tickets for this game. I'm not sure what the ticket allocation. I was trying to find out what it was. And I, does anybody know?
1: No. Uh, no obviously there is a big limitation around yours uh with the um with covid wasn't there bob yeah. so i think uh i don't know yeah.
2: newport had just short of seven thousand last year so i'm assuming oh. it's gonna be around that number
4: wow so i'm very honest <laughs> about that but you know what 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 it, what it you know with a ticket allocation i think it's i think it's a, a good thing and and um Neil mentioned standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, there's an alumni at, at, at Ascot and that, that should be a priority uh, for, for, for tickets. And then, uh, you, you know, you've got to get that ticket allocation right because uh, the FA do, again, put um, uh, a bit of governance around how many tickets you're selling, where and when. Uh, so, they all have to be accounted for. So, somebody's going to have to... Uh, uh, some. Some wizard with a spreadsheet is going to be involved at some place submitting that information back to the f a uh, and then hopefully they'll get um, uh, a, a trip to Wembley uh, Rob and I went down with Dodds and withs I think on the thursday before the before the game, just for a bit of a familiarization where to go so it's not all strange on the day um, and, and when you go into the bowels of Wembley, you suddenly realize it's 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 like another town down there down there. <laughs> You know, all sorts of workshops and warehouses and massive big diggers and trucks and all sorts. Um, and then, and then th- they show you the changing room, they run through uh, with you, you know, how to change the lights. So you can have, you'll have yellow and blue lights in the changing room. And, you know, we had red lights and then um, then you, when we were there, they, they were putting up all the logos um, all, all around the place. And it's 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 a bit of a building site on the Thursday before, to be honest. But then, when you turn up on the on the on the game day, it's just immaculate. It's, it's magnificent.
1: Go on, Rob. There's, um, obviously it's a massive game for the club. Is did you have to do anything, or did with or Dodds do anything in terms of um, sort of getting the either building the players up or like calming them down a little bit? Because obviously, you know. You want them up for a big final, but also you don't want them overwhelmed by the occasion. So is there anything, any consideration that, uh, you know, Ascot will have to think of now in terms of making sure their players are at the, the optimum level?
4: I, I, think, I think players at step five now are very sensible and I don't think they get over-egged by it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those players will be, they'll be fine. You know, the, the Ascot management are good. You know, they know what to do. The Ascot backroom team know exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, you've got to keep it real, haven't you? Um, I think you have to, you, you have to, you know, but the celebration starts from the minute you get on that coach mm. to the minute you get on the coach, get off the coach when you come back to your ground. They're, they're precious moments and you, you can't buy those. I mean, I will never forget because um, we went and wound the village up, as you know, about being part of it. And the village just bought into what yeah. what, what was going on. And I will never forget that trip down from the Coppy Beach, down through Binfield Village, round by the Parish Hall, uh, back out again. You know, people standing on the streets, smashing dustbins, dustbin lids, saucepans, wooden spoons, you know. And several of the players have got all those memories recorded on video. And they, that is just priceless. And I think, it, I think it made the players feel that they were part of something, not just playing football. They're part of something. And as you know, I'm a big believer in community. And I think you you get the community behind you early on. It'll just be a fantastic day, and I think that's very very important to do. You know, get, get everybody supporting them.
0: Very cool, Bob. Thanks very much. And um, Abby, did you have a question for Bob? Uh,
2: I don't think so. Right, maybe no. in a few
0: weeks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just I, I thought you I thought you'd raised your hand there. But no, no, sorry. No, no, it's okay. um, Bob thank thanks for thanks for the insight there. Um I know I know obviously you've got a little time limit if you can stick around just uh, yeah, we'll, stick I just around. want to go just want to go through some of the some of the celebrations it looked like quite a party at uh, at the racecourse ground after after everybody returned but I'm sure it was quite the party on the way back as well. I certainly saw there were plenty of pictures of um various drinks being enjoyed, singing <laughs> um and certainly uh, certainly the drummer Neil Jeffs was was heavily involved during the uh, during the game as well. Um Abby what what was it like and, and how did you feel on Sunday morning?
2: <laughs> I've run out of a number of people who have asked me how my head was. <laughs> um, yeah, it was absolutely insane. Um, I I went up with the boys on, on their coach. Um, so I was with the managers and the players. And so, yeah, we had... It was very civilised on the way there, obviously. Just everyone keeping cool or whatever. Um, yeah, just keeping themselves calm and things like that. But, yeah, it was... Very exciting on the way home. Um, <laughs> we st- we stopped at the services. <clears throat> I don't think they were prepared for thirty like, odd blokes to be shouting about Wembley walking <laughs> walking through the <laughs> singing singing okay, sarah, sarah. Um Yeah, and then um, we made sure like that it was very clear that we all went into the clubhouse together at the same time um, because the supporters' coach they got back before us as well, so they were already in the in the clubhouse. Um, so. Um, yeah, all the boys walking in to a big round of applause and singing was, yeah, it was incredible. And yeah, I think celebrations went on to the early hours. I think, I think me and George Locke were the last to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think Joe and uh, Neil were trying to kick us out at that point. So um, yeah, it was just really incredible. Just, yeah, got disco lights going, uh, got got the songs on and yeah, it was just so incredible and just, yeah, so proud to be, be part of the, The whole thing playing my part in in their journey to Wembley
0: (laughs) um and and obviously as the as the marketing and media managers as you've put under your name there um you're not you're not FIB today um (laughs) what what's next for you what what's the what's the next thing I mean I suppose it's just like your job's easy now isn't it
2: (laughs) yeah a breeze um So, we've got uh, the meeting coming up, obviously, with the FA very shortly. I think that's tomorrow, potentially. Um, So, yeah, we've just got to deal with that. And then, yeah, like Bob said, it's about getting the communities behind you. So, um, yeah, just getting everybody involved. We're so, so lucky to have so many brilliant sponsors involved with the club. So, um, looking forward to getting in touch with all of them and seeing what they can do for us and um, what we can do for them as well, obviously um and then yeah just drumming up lots of support making sure people know all the things they need to know ahead of ahead of it i think we're probably a bit lucky that we've got that seven weeks rather than two to prepare. <laughs> um, yeah ready for full steam ahead Go on,
1: have, you got, have you got anything particular already in mind for it or is it all sort of to be uh, tbc for the next seven weeks you any, obviously it's a massive occasion so have you got anything special planned
2: uh, that's a TBC right now. I think, okay. I think I'm think i still myself on cloud nine about it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I've got to have another, maybe another day just to calm down about it. And then, yeah, it's, it's all... I have very excitedly, though started a new Trello board for all my planning, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that is that's just uh, that's an empty draft right now, and I'm sure it's going to be busy and full in the next coming weeks. So yeah, mm-hmm. lots to plan, I imagine. But I haven't, yeah, still on cloud nine, so I haven't quite thought about anything yet.
0: Wonderful stuff. Um, thanks, guys, for for joining us for this one today. Does anybody else have any sort of AOB um, for the for the Ascot United special? No. So, Good. Yeah, congratulations Great. Yeah, just I mean, all, all round congratulations from us. The trouble is we've now set a precedent. So anytime one of our clubs does anything um sensational, we're gonna have to jump on and record a special extra podcast for the week. Um there should be there should be one of three, at least three podcasts this week. There is a another extra one in the planning, um, which may well be out in the week. Um we have on Wednesday, it will be, I think it will be me, Rob and Abby and possibly Bob again to do our regular Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast. Rob will be back in the host seat, um, thankfully, because um, it's hard hosting a podcast. <laughs> um, and on Friday, we have a really, really, really great. I've already recorded it. There is no no, um, no beating around the bush here. It is a great um podcast we recorded or uh, sorry i recorded with uh, alicia povey and paul watson about futsal um futsal in this country and um football in the just right next to berkshire area of micronesia um it is it is really great um paul is brilliant alicia is brilliant um and i i would thoroughly recommend you have a listen to that one um not least because i might have committed some funds to something so um, we'll all find out then okay uh, that is it for the Asket united special um thank you bob bacon for joining us You're welcome thank welcome. you rob davis for joining us and Pleasure. thank you abby Tysers, for joining us we'll see you or speak to you on wednesday up the ellis This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Tom Canning and featured Abby Tysers, Rob Davis and Bob Bacon with a special guest appearance from Bill Richards. It was produced by Tom Canning. Our theme music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. You can find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook and www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by The Curious Academy, a skills hub running a Sales Academy, Digital Skills Boot Camps, and Data Analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk.